0: last time on the gosh podcast
1: when i was having chemo myself i know that someone before me had had to go through a trial in order for me to be at this place to be getting rid of the cancer at this stage again and so i felt it was really important to get that.
0: thanks for listening to the gosh podcast gosh stands for the gynecologic oncology sharing hub an open space for real and evidence-based discussions on gynecologic cancers We'll share the stories of gyne cancer patients and survivors and hear from researchers and clinicians who are working behind the scenes to improve the lives of people with gynecologic cancers. Our podcast is produced and recorded on the traditional, unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. It is produced by the Gynecologic Cancer Initiative, a province-wide initiative in British Columbia with the mission to accelerate transformative research and translational practice on the prevention, detection, treatment, and survivorship of gynecologic cancers.
2: Hi, I'm Nicole Kay. And I'm Stephanie Lam. And you're listening to the GOSH Podcast.
0: I am really curious about um, kind of where you are right now. Um, So before before we started recording, we were talking about the survivorship summit, which is where I initially met you, Nancy, and where Nicole also initially met you. Um, so of course that, that that was at that point in time, I think it was. Uh, around November 2019. And a while ago, when we first started having conversations about survivorship and really shining light on this important topic that often gets neglected in the cancer research environment. But I'm also very curious to hear about how your survivorship journey has been going. And I know that you are on a PARP inhibitor right now, and you're probably still getting still being seen regularly at specie cancer. But how beyond that, um how has your survivorship journey
1: been well it's been amazing and again it comes it comes back to team and um earlier on when i forgot to say this part in my journey part uh a friend of mine had been diagnosed uh a friend from high school had been diagnosed with ovarian cancer a while back and so she had gone through the same treatment interestingly enough very interest very uh Similar stories, and that her cancer was found from surgery, same sort of thing, same stage, and she uh, ended up having the same treatment. So having somebody walk alongside me, having been through it, was incredible gift. Incredible gift. So that, that part of partnership started really way back then. Um, and the, unfortunately her cancer came back five months later, she had radiation. And then right now she has been, uh, almost 10 years cancer free. And again, that built into that hope for me because I saw that. And another, I just like to share another story too, of hope, because I think with so much of this cancer, there's, it can feel so hopeless. And, um, my first chemo, actually, this was really kind of wild. Um, I was you sit there and you talk to people, you share stories. And so this gal came in and she was set up with a chemo and she was I shared my story of where I was and she shared it with her and she said, well, you know, I had breast cancer stage four C. I was given six months to live. I had two tumors that were in my brain. And she said, well, that was 18 years ago. And so I just think like another sense of hope, right? We just don't know. And just with the research and things that are going on with the GOSH podcast, I think just being part of the Survivorship Summit, it was just so interesting to really know more. As I said earlier, I'm really a lifelong learner. I love to learn and um, I love to give back. And so since I have been in remission, just through friends of friends, I have been walking alongside other ovarian cancer patients, um, not knowing them at all before at all. (laughs) But it's been such a gift, you know, to be able to walk alongside them. I mean, they've become like, they are friends, but they almost become like sisters because you have this shared journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a lot of where I've been um, putting uh, time and, and it's, and certainly no effort. It is just, it's just a really lovely, lovely patient partnership. I think as well, Stephanie, we've been involved with different things that we've been going with the, uh, is it GCI, the gynecological cancer initiative? And again, there's just so much excitement and hope in that, in that doctors and the researchers want to talk to us as patients. Like, that's so hopeful, you know? And um, just being part of that has been just such a beautiful thing.
2: I feel like you, when you're on the patient side, you don't realize what else and all of what is going on. So um, once you are able to see a little bit of that and get involved, it's just like for myself, I've. I've wanted to know more and, you know, how can I get more involved? Mm-hmm. And you really start to see that your voice is really powerful in this whole thing. Um, and there's a lot mm-hmm. that you can do to contribute, um, you know, as, as a patient partner and, and doing patient engagement work. And it's really encouraging.
1: Well, and I think too, you know, Nicole and Stephanie, the podcasts that have gone before me have been so incredible, like so informative and really wonderful. Like I have a daughter and she's 28. Um, And yeah, I just think for her, it's just so important that we have this information out there. And though ovarian cancer, they say is rare. I don't know, is it? (laughs) I have four different ladies that I'm walking alongside right now. um, That I've just met since, you know, November, December. So, um, I don't know. I just think it's really important to be a patient partner, to be giving back and and just the opportunities for education that it really gives. So I'm very thankful for you guys and what you guys have done with the GCI. Like it is so amazing and I'm so excited. And again, it gives such hope and it brings back again community and and that sense of community that is so important for all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely resonate with everything. And I mean, as someone who definitely doesn't speak from a patient or a survivor perspective, I also see so much importance in having the patient voice throughout everything that we do and uh, really building those connections. Nancy, you mentioned relationships and teams, and I think that is at the core of the Gynecologic Cancer Initiative and you know, really bringing people together to advance this work mm-hmm. and allow to Work to go even smoother and to grow, go to go even better, um, so that it can ultimately benefit um, the people in BC, across Canada, and around the world. So definitely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Stephanie, you're such an advocate
2: for the patient voice, though, which I think is really, really important for you know both. You know, I don't want to speak for you, Nancy, but. Oh, um, yeah that piece I've like, I've been very impressed with how important that is to you and how you're able to bring so many patients together and make sure that they are involved with everything that the GCI does, which is, which is really, really amazing. Um, and you really make us feel that, that we are important to this process. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful to that and thank you for that, for, for, uh, for leading that. And I, I thank you, Nancy, for saying that about the podcast, because I think, you know, one of the, the inspirations behind it was that community, because like you, I had found some other women who were, you know, similar journeys to mine and those connections were so valuable and just, uh, you know, I had friends and family that were around me that were wonderful, but those connections of women who knew and were going through it or had been through it were just so invaluable. So, you know, the hope was we could kind of use this tool, the podcast tool to kind of create that. And so um, I, I hope it's doing that for other women or, or helps provide some of that community if they're not able to find people, you know, individuals to connect with, that maybe we can sort of create that in this space.
1: Oh, I think so. I, I agree with everything you've said, Nicole. Like, I think when I think back on, well, I guess it was, when was the Survivor shit Summer? That was November 2018?
2: 2018. All the years
1: go together with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like Groundhog Day, that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, when I think back to that, to where you guys are with the GCI and the podcast, I'm just blown away. Like, I wish I'd had this kind of information because you start to search, you go down rabbit holes of Google and, and that can be very scary because there's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, is not really very good, but I'm not sure how true it is. And to have something Mm -hmm. like this that is well researched and well, well done, it just, is it's such a gift and a blessing to all of us you know it really is and um yeah so you two keep doing what you're doing because I think it is just such a powerful powerful tool and I think the key thing is to really try to get it out there that I don't know how many people really know um but we want to be making sure that definitely people that are because I didn't have any tools once I was diagnosed I just started to dive into Dr. Google and that's Never really a, a good place to be. Um, thankfully, because of the survivorship summit, I heard about Facebook groups and those were good, um, but some of them got to be really negative. And actually, it was my kids that just said, mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to be on that anymore. So I didn't. Uh, so, but the PARP inhibitor one, I think, is really important in getting back to the PARP, uh, which I think we're going to see more and more in ovarian cancer. That particular Facebook group is really good. And it's and the interesting thing is that there's different parts that everybody's taking and different side effects. But um, the, all of these women, it's worldwide. It's really quite remarkable. And just to see the face of ovarian cancer change because of the parts and that positivity, it just fills in the, the blanks with hope again, right? That wonderful world, hope,
0: you know? And
1: um, I just believe that in all of my being.
0: That is amazing, Nancy. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I am also very curious. I don't think this is a question that we've asked our guests on the podcast before, but um, how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted your journey? I mean, I know the pandemic has been very challenging for Many individuals, regardless of whether or not you're a cancer patient or a cancer survivor, but we do know that cancer patients are disproportionately impacted by the virus. Um, so, how has the pandemic impacted your journey? Has it has it impacted you in any way?
1: Um, The COVID journey has been a really interesting one. For me, as a cancer patient, most of my treatment, well, actually all of my treatment was officially done, as in the chemo and the surgery and all of that stuff had been done. I was still being seen. um, I can't remember what it it was right now, uh, but I think it was monthly. And then I would have to get the PARP upstairs on the fourth floor. So I would have to still go in for blood work. Um, and then wait the two and a half hours for the blood work to come back, and then I would have an appointment with my oncologist and the drug nurse, um, and then I would have to wait upstairs for the uh, the medication. So when COVID came, um, actually it was it was much better for <laughs> me because I now um, could get my blood work done locally, which was great. Mm-hmm. I could make an appointment. Uh, arrive, get it done. And then I can actually see the results myself. And that was really very, um, really great for me to, to be able to see it right away rather than that waiting that waiting can often give way to uncertainty and fear. So that blood work and then to have the phone um, visit um, done like this, again, it was great. And I did go into the cancer clinic for a few of the um, drug trial situations. Um, I actually, in September, I had, I should actually talk to you about this too, but in September, um, I got a call from my oncologist saying, um, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that um, you will still be receiving the part, but the bad news um, is that you're not involved with the drug trial anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, it ended up being that I had been on the placebo. So um, again, so being on the part now the uh, post COVID the drugs arrive to my door. Um, so I don't <laughs> it goes through Bayshore, which I have no idea how this all worked out, but it's the amazing drug company that has enabled that. So they arrive at the door. So COVID actually hasn't has affected me positively more than that. But, you know, I think COVID has been the great equalizer, you know, I think we've seen the best and worst in humanity. But at the same time, when you think about the vaccine, we had the greatest and best minds in the world coming up with this vaccination program. And I see that so much as a comparison with what is happening with cancer, too. You know, I just think there are, again, the certainly DC cancer, is the team approach. And I was just actually had an email from somebody in the States, and I guess there was a new uh, a man, Hunter, it's, I think it was Hunter Goodwin, he just gave $250 million um, for five cancer institutes in the States to be working together for pancreatic cancer and ovarian cancer and uh, two other cancers. And so, again, and what that money is going to be doing is working together to be bringing uh, around. Uh, hopeful new progress in collaboration. And I think that came out of COVID, you know, the, that real um, ability for us to see what it's like when everybody works together. Uh, I think there's such power in collaboration.
2: Well, and that's really why, you know, when we had Dr. Stewart on, when we kicked off the podcast, he spoke about that um, and the importance of that and collaboration for, you know, the basis of forming the GCI um, it's so true. It's you know, um, you can make so leaps and bounds forward when we're all working together, right? Yeah, we're
1: stronger yeah. together than we are apart.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, I'm I'm really glad that to hear that COVID has in some ways positively impacted you and your care. And I think You know, sometimes it's really easy to be bogged down by the negatives and feeling really, you know, hopeless again, hopeless Mm -hmm. about the COVID 19 pandemic. But I think, as you pointed out so beautifully, there has been a lot of innovation, there has been a lot of changes and advances to policies that normally would take a very long time. Um, You know, just seeing the rollout of digital medicine um, and having the ability to, you know, just call your doctor and not having to take the whole day off to go see your GP um, has been enormous and has been really game-changing for many people. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that whole aspect of collaboration you know, really wouldn't have have been able to, sorry, the the aspect of collaboration um, has really been pivotal um, in the pandemic and the quick responses that we've been able to see um, in the vaccine development and all of the research really has come down to everyone putting collectively putting their minds towards one single goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's absolutely beautiful.
1: And what a beautiful model for the world right the whole world is involved in this it's not just us in canada or in the states but the whole world yeah you know i think it's just working together and uh yeah i think it's actually beautiful not that i'm sure covid has affected um in fact one of my friends that i'm walking alongside she's in the midst of uh chemo right now and she has to go in by herself and and so there's all these things but um Definitely, BC Cancer. The times that I have been there has been so extremely COVID safe. Um, the parking has been free now, which was a little bit of a problem, but <laughs> you can't get a spot. But aside from that, you know what? It's just it's it's been it's been good.
2: It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you obviously highlighted some some key benefits that you've experienced being able to receive you know the drug at your home, go to your local. Um, Lab to get your work done. If any of that stuff moves into what our world will look like post COVID, right? I think a lot of businesses and in other industries are are seeing and looking how they're going to shift how that workflow goes, and it'll be interesting if healthcare uh,
0: does that as well. For sure. Yeah, that's really important. Um, okay, so that was such an amazing discussion, Nancy. I'm so completely kind of at awe of how hopeful uh, and all the hope that you exude um, throughout this entire conversation. So thank you so much for that. I guess our last question that we, you know, tend to ask is our our guests is, you know, if you were, and, and you are partially doing some of that with your mentorship and walking through walking the journey with several people in your life, but what would you tell someone who is just starting out their journey right now? What is one thing that you've really learned um, throughout your journey that you would want someone to know at the beginning of their journey?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. A really good question. I think if you think there's something wrong, keep exploring it, keep advocating for yourself. Because there were many times, I remember going into my GP and saying, you know what, I feel like such a hypochondriac. And he said, Nancy, absolutely not. We will get to the bottom of this. It just might take Mm -hmm. some time. And so definitely, I just think with this type of cancer, with the unfortunate thing, we don't have a screening process. I would love to see CA 125, at least of some, for my particular journey, I wish there had been somebody along the way that did a CA 125. For my daughter, I'd love to have her base, her, her, um, baseline, just even do it now for baseline, but they're reluctant to do that. Um, but that being said, to somebody that is, that is having similar symptoms or any symptoms, just keep, going back just keep going back to your gp or go back to another doctor until you feel Mm -hmm. heard so Uh, important because i think with this cancer um there are signs that it's just that we don't have a screening a proper screening program that is acceptable accessible to our medical community which is is so hard for them you know i just remember my gp's face when we were talking that I had ovarian cancer. Like he said, Nancy, I'm so sorry. But, you know, there was nothing he mm-hmm. could have done that we didn't do. So um, I just think for anyone that is at the beginning stage, you're even having any symptoms, keep checking out until you find the answer that you want.
2: Yeah, yeah you really have to be your own advocate.
1: You really do. Yeah, you really do. And I hope that this gives some hope because it can be so fearful yeah
0: well, thank you so much, Nancy. It has been such a pleasure to record this with you, and um, I love hearing about your journey and all of the hope that you bring to this world. And thank you so much for all of you know the engagement that you've been doing with our group and all of the advocacy that you continue to do in your personal life. So thank you so much for joining us, and um, we hope you the very best.
1: Thank you, Mike. What you guys are doing—it's really—it's life changing. It really is.
0: Thanks for joining us on the GOSH podcast. To learn more about the Gynecologic Cancer Initiative and our podcast, make sure to check out our website at gynecancerinitiative.ca.